questions with silly people i'm your host uh christina p we're back to p again man i I don't know i can't i just fucking hate my last name so much i hate it and i know you guys are like why don't you just be christina segura well because i am legally but you know then you have people thinking that we're kind of a an act that goes together you know, we're not like fucking Burns and Allen. That's it's super lame. I can't do it. I can't do it. Back to Christina P. Anyway, that's Deep Bro. Uh, serious questions with silly people. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you made it. I barely made it this week. This is a late release. We had uh, our poor nanny had some uh, teeth problems of all things. Had, had to have a, a tooth pulled. And it was giving her pain, and it was an, it was it was yeah, very dramatic. Uh, so we kind of fell behind this week, Ugh, taking care of the kid and all this stuff. But I'm here, I'm here, and I have so many wonderful announcements. Number one, most important, I'm doing live stand-up comedy dates. I'm going back out on the road again, but not the way I did before. Thank God. Um, which is kind of a neat thing about having a kid is that it really makes you streamline your life. You really don't, you do not fuck around nearly as much with your free time because you don't have it, um, as much as you did before. I'm only doing one night only, one night only, one night only, one show, maybe two, depends on the city, uh, but one night and we're going to start September 27th. I am doing Seattle, Seattle. Tacoma Comedy Club, but I know that's not Seattle proper, but it's there. Tacoma Comedy Club, September 27th. September 28th, I will be in Portland, Oregon at Helium Comedy Club. Helium in Portland. October 4th, Dallas, Tejas at Hyenas. And then October 5th in Houston, Tejas. October 5th in Houston. So, if you want to come see me live, uh, get your tickets now. I'm only doing one show, guys, because I got a kid to come home to. I'm going to fuck around in the city. I'm going to fuck around. Um, go to thousandranch.com. That's thousandranch.com for ticket links. Buy your tickets now. And what else do I have for you? Oh, the documentary I narrated, Can We Take a Joke? The trailer is up on iTunes. It's also on my website, thousandranch.com. You can see the trailer. It comes out July 29th uh, in theaters, limited release. And then October, August 2nd, Can We Take a Joke? will be out August 2nd digitally, and you can download it and watch it. I'm so excited. I'm so proud of this documentary. It's about the PC movement and how it is ruining comedy it's it's ruining everything everybody and and look man i don't advocate being a hate monger like trump but i (laughs) i think it's you you know the comedians it's our job to be douchebags and there's comedians being sued now for jokes uh people having to apologize left and right for fucking jokes 
It's cray cray. Also, hey now, yesterday, Hillary Clinton, presidential nominee. Very exciting for many, many reasons. But I think now, and I hope that you voted to get her into the, the primary. I hope you did. Um, and it's really, and I don't get political on this show. I never really do because it's so private. It's, it's super, you know, lame. But hey, man, do you want Trump to be president? That's kind of where we're at. Whether you were a Bernie person or you are currently a Hillary person, I think we can all agree uh, the prospect of a Trump being president is terrifying and Look, man, you got to register to vote now. Uh, you got to vote for Hillary. And um, you got to. You got to. Because, look, people thought that Putin coming into office was a joke. A lot of people didn't think that guy would make it as far as he did. And, and uh, it happened. So scary times. Scary times. Get out there and, and really vote. Don't sit back. The reason I say this is because a lot of people are like, hey, I'm just not going to vote for anybody. Not this time, guys. There's way too much on the line. This is total insanity uh that donald trump who is clearly um not for women not for minorities um not for immigrants not for anybody except rich white dudes um it's it's really scary and i'm not sure what he stands for not sure i know i know he doesn't like but i don't know what he's positively going to bring to this um presidency into this country and it is terrifying and it's fucking mind-blowing it is embarrassing so please vote for fuck's sake. Don't sit out is what I'm trying to say. Don't sit out. I've already given some money to Hillary. I'm getting my t-shirt in the mail. <laughs> I'm full, 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 full throttle. All right, let's get into this, guys. There's a lot to cover. My child is sleeping. I might have an hour to do this. So let's fucking hit it. Oh, let's do the flaming lips. Who doesn't like them? Let's see. Flaming lips. Oh, this is a good one. It's an oldie. Here we go. Why don't you? Why don't you? Sweet little song, isn't it? Flaming lips. Very cute. 
It's so 90s. <laughs> I like that shit, right? Okay, Flaming Lips. There we go. There we go. There we go. Yo. So listen, I have one more thing for you. And I wanted to kind of do it after the song because I, I think it's really special to give back um, to people who have contributed to my show. And that person uh, is my my really good friend, Shauna Finn. She was on episode 59 of That's Deep Bro. And she went on a crazy journey of self-discovery and painting. Um, it's been a lot of alone time in um, Ireland. Remember her? Episode 59, The Awesomeness of Solitude. Well, she's also an artist, as a lot of you are listening to the show. And you guys know how hard it is to be an artist and how important it is to support people in the arts because without it, we're just North Korea, motherfuckers. I don't know. They don't have art, right, in North Korea? Anyways, uh, listen, my friend Shauna is doing it again, but this time not going to Ireland. She's going to Scotland, and she has a Kickstarter at shaunafin.com slash blog. That's shaunafin, F-I-N-N dot com slash blog. Um, go there, and you can contribute to her Kickstarter. She'll be going to Scotland to create art, I believe, again, for two or three weeks, and... She's offering you all kinds of things in return for your support. You will get original artwork that she will be making um, on this trip. And um, hey, man, you get to support an artist. It's on Kickstarter. So you can either go to Kickstarter and search for Shauna Finn with two N's, or you can go to shaunafin.com slash blog. And uh, like I said, she shared her experience with you on that Steve Brown episode 59. And I'm sure she would appreciate any contribution you could make to her going to Scotland. She's just a broke ass artist, man, like all of us just trying to do his shit. So there you go, Shawnee. Good luck. I hope you get your money. She's only doing this Kickstarter for three weeks, by the way. So if you want to donate, not donate, actually, you get something in exchange. So you give her money. She gives you art. It's a win win do it now because she's only doing this for three weeks and if she doesn't make her goal of $2,500 she will not go to Scotland and you don't want that you don't want to dream crush somebody right that's fucking terrible make someone else's dreams come true that's more fun sometimes than your own isn't it that's not true nobody said that but it's a good thing to do it's the right thing to do guys it's the right thing to do okay so this week um, you know, I, again, you motherfuckers, you send me these emails that stick in my head for like, I fucking lay in bed at night thinking about the emails that I get from you guys. Cause, uh, it's so fun. It's so crazy that, you know, your whole life, you're just, you, you're alone and you don't think anyone else goes through the same stuff you do. And then you read an email and your whole world is blown. Anyways, I'm going to just read you some of this and, um, and let's go from there. So hello jeans. I'm a young man with one of the coolest jobs in the world. Oh, congratulations. You're way ahead of the, the curve. <laughs> You've already succeeded in life. If you have a job that you really, uh, enjoy, I would say that's fucking rad. Okay. Uh, he listens to podcasts. I don't want to say what he does because who knows? Let's let's keep it more anonymous. So this person lives in Europe. Very cool, awesome, awesome. Okay, um, okay. He wants to pitch a theme. Now this is an interesting email because it starts of like, hey, I've got this great idea for a show for you to do, um, which I always appreciate because sometimes I my brain doesn't work. Uh, okay, got an awesome podcast idea. Um, when do you get to a point in your life, he asks, 
when you say enough already. Oof, I think every day, man, every day. This audio is all over the place today. I'm just, he says, I'm tired of just doing things because I was told that's how it goes. Do good in school, so I barely make it. Go to college and do something. So I go to college. I take out too much money because I was raised in the hood and didn't know what the fucking 12% interest means. Then I must get a good paying job to pay for the debt, meet a girl, fall in love, get my heart broken. Then immediately I react to that incorrectly by jumping into the first girl who shows interest in me and get her pregnant after two years of on and off dating. She freaks out and says, well, we have to get married now, okay? I find myself in the jewelry store shaking in fear that this is the wrong decision. Is it? Let me man the fuck up, shut the fuck up, and just be present. Let me go with the flow and stop worrying. Yeah, at least that is what you tell yourself. I'm 34 now. Seven years have passed since college. This cycle will continue is my point. And like you said recently, be careful what you say in a marriage. It can really fuck shit up. So I'm afraid to keep it 100% with her. Okay. So all that up until now, you're like, this guy makes a lot of sense. That's like, I can see what he's saying. You know, a lot of your life, you just kind of do go through the motions of, I totally get it. And then this part makes things a lot trickier. He says, I want to say, babe, I might be gay and a bit of a hippie freak that wants to explore the world for all it is. See this and do that and not have to be home before 11 so you can rest easy. I want to be stable while drifting. Is that possible? All while being creative with my time and being fulfilled. Oh, yeah, I want to be a present dad and a good role model as well. <laughs> I don't want this typical, I don't want to be the typical dude that abandons his beautiful family. Everyone gets along. Wife and kid are happy and safe. We do everything together and everyone is present. The childhood, I honestly wish I had with communicative, fair parents. The fuck is the problem then, you say? Deep inside, I settled for her to be safe, and I think it's eating me alive. I tried breaking up and succeed twice before the marriage and ran back out ran back out of cowardly weakness. Now I am man enough to admit that looking back. Admit that looking back. I guess we're all hurting inside while trying to please others. I stay because, for example, my daughter has a bad dream and I can go right in the room and comfort her. You need to be there for the cute and cuddly moments. But if I was alone and divorced... It wouldn't be like that. It would be shared time. And the woman, uh, by default, would get the child. That's okay. I'm just stumped. Do we sacrifice your happiness? Do you sacrifice your happiness for that precious young one's stability? Or is she going to grow up just fine anyway? Okay. He writes on, I want your advice. Um, my heart hurts often knowing I will die and not at least get to do the things I think I want to do all because I'm trying to be a stable, honest man. Does it even matter? Fuck. That's a lot of pressure, but I can handle it. I have a feeling everyone does or do they, can you design your own reality and not fall victim to cause and reaction? Man, that's deep, bro. That's a lot. That's a lot. Okay. Now, as always, I am not qualified to answer any of your questions ever. Ever. I'm a fucking comedian. Uh, I had 22 jobs in four years that I failed to keep. I either got fired or quit from. <laughs> I had a child late in life. I was 38 years old. I got married at 32. Um, I barely got into college. I didn't break a thousand on my SATs. Um, what else? 
I've done a lot of dumb shit. I've done tremendously uh, stupid things. So again, I'm not qualified to tell anybody how to live their life. But I will say uh, you do have a point. Okay, so let's start from the beginning here. First of all, I, I mean, you slip in a little nugget of I might be gay. Okay, that's a big deal, bro. It's a big deal. That's not, that, and that actually colors this whole email, I believe, um, because uh, the question isn't, you know, isn't do we stay and do something even, even though maybe sometimes it's uncomfortable or boring or you know, responsibility sucks. It's I might be a whole other person, and uh, that's a different que- You know, that's a different ballpark, bro. So. First, let me say, uh, good for you for writing this email. Very hard to do. Number two, hey, congratulations. You're a fucking stand-up dude who married the girl and is taking care of his, his baby. That's amazing. You're already a hundred times ahead of humanity, and you're going to raise a decent person who's going to grow up to make another decent person. So that's amazing. Good for you. Good for you. Um, okay, the gay part. Hey, that's big. That's mage, 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 major. So uh, have you listened to Dan Savage ever? Savage Love Podcast. I recommend him just because he's, kind, you know, he's a gay guy. He's, he's married to his partner that, that he's had forever and they have a child. And uh, he really, really speaks to people who are maybe curious about their sexuality or maybe coming out, newly coming out. And he answers, I feel like he answers this question on his show like every week, every week. Um, You know, the whole, I I might be gay, but I'm in a straight relationship. What do I do question? So listen to Dan Savage a lot. I would say number one, number two, here's what Dan Savage would say, (laughs) because I've listened to um, his podcast in the past and I think he's just amazed. Uh, But okay, here we go. What he would say is email her. You want to try to keep the family unit together. Um, and speaking as somebody who had divorced immigrant parents, so immigrant was bad enough because there's that whole cultural barrier. Now there's a divorce. And, you, you know, oh, God, what a nightmare. And, and here's what happens when you divorce. This is, this is why I advocate trying to at least hold it together. Because uh, guess what? When you divorce... You're like you said, mommy will most likely get custody and who knows what mom's doing on the weekends. Who knows who mommy's going to date in the future? What fucking dudes are going to be around your little girl in the future? And as we know, uh, that's how little kids get hurt. I hate to fucking say it, but that's how creeps get into your house. I was fortunate enough in my life that my stepdad was a pretty rad dude. Nothing like this happened to me personally but i've heard the stories enough to know that that's the nightmare is that you're not really there to protect your girl um if some shit goes down and you want to be there you want to be there and it sounds like you do and it sounds like you enjoy being a father um okay so in light of that now what do i do christina are you saying that i have to be miserable oh good let's let my phone go off do i have to stay miserable and in a relationship that i'm not oh for fuck's I mean, of all the technology, all it does is ruin. Here, I'll throw the phone on the floor. Um, so I have to say in this crummy marriage, not even crummy, it says that you're, you're pretty good. You're pretty good. 
um, but you're afraid of keeping it 100 with her. Rightly so. Women are, uh, I would say, heterosexual couples are trained that monogamy is the only way, which is something Dan Savage talks about a lot. Um, And uh, there's a lot of fear surrounding sexuality. Maybe not so much now. I feel like um, this generation is pretty open to stuff. But um, the point is, if you can sit down and speak to your wife about these feelings, I would recommend it. And and say to her, look, man, in order for me to keep this together, I need to explore X, Y, and Z to feel like maybe this is something I'm interested in. Uh, if not, this is really, really bad for me. I really got to do this. And, and if you think she's not the kind of person that can handle that potentiality, that possibility, because who knows? She may very well say to you, dude, I, I would much rather you be a dad and stick around and, you know, explore this side of you. I'd much rather have you stay around and, and let's work through it than, than break the family up. And, um, and like I said, have somewhat custody on the weekends and weekdays and who the hell knows is around your kid, man. And by the way, speaking as somebody who went through divorce and watched both my parents with multiple fucking partners, multiple dramas and bullshit it fucks you up, dude. It fucks you up. <laughs> Your kid doesn't grow up just fine. Believe me. Believe me. Um, I would say to hang in there as long as you can for the sake of that kid. And that's my plan that I'm going to do with my husband. <laughs> I already told him. <laughs> uh-uh. No way. I, uh, I can't divorce. I won't do that. I won't do it. It does fuck kids up. Believe me. And, and you know, and I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. I don't care. But there is something to be said for staying with. Now, now let's say she totally flips and the answer is no. Absolutely not. Are you crazy? Are you gay? Are you this? Are you that? You're ruining our little... She's going to react poorly, most likely. I mean, nine times out of ten, that's a big shock for a woman. It's going to be a bummer at first. But give her some time. Give her some time to get used to the idea. Um, You may work out an arrangement that is mutually beneficial to you because marriages come in all shapes and sizes that um, we don't all know. You knows what goes on between two people. Maybe you do come to a, an agreement where one of you does whatever you want, the other does what they do, but you have to talk about it, whatever the hell it is. Um, and the other option, which is not favorable personally to me and which is uh, what Dan Savage would tell you to do, is to go ahead and if you if it's something that you have to have to do, and you feel like you're going to die inside if you don't, um, step outside of the marriage and do it. But uh, be safe. <laughs> be safe. Do not bring home disease to your wife. Uh, I don't necessarily advocate this choice. Like I said, this is a Dan Savage thing. But if you're desperate, desperate, and this is the only way you can see it. But keep in mind, doing that is essentially blowing up your relationship. You're essentially hitting the eject button but you're just going to buy yourself a little bit more time. <laughs> because as far as I know, cheating always gets found out. From what I've witnessed in my uh, friends' lives, it's really hard to conceal cheating in the long run. Um, I don't know. Is it even possible? I'm sure there's people that are excellent at it. I personally, I can't lie to save my life. My husband knows. I, I, can't, I can't hide my emotions. That's the problem. <laughs> 
I can't even talk to people I don't like um, without showing my disdain. You know, I'm fucking. I'm so. My husband makes sure of that that I don't talk to people that I don't like because I'll just be rude. Uh, not an intentional. Just I can't. I have no filter. I can't pretend uh, on any level. So. Having said that, this is a big deal, emailer. This is not just um, this is not just a standard. Hey, do we just keep doing what we're supposed to do in life? Question, because uh, the answer is no. And I don't think anybody would advocate you trolling along in a life that you hated. However, I don't advocate hitting the self destruct button on your life either. There has to be a middle ground. There usually is a middle ground somewhere. Try talking to her. She will freak the fuck out, expect the freak, and let her freak and move on. And there you go. You might negotiate something cool. Maybe she wants to step out. Maybe she wants to do things too, and you guys can work something out while maintaining your family unit. Believe me, your little girl needs you. Boy, you fuck up a little girl. If daddy's not there for the little girl, that is really harsh. Uh, It's hard. It's very hard. Very, very, very hard. I will say that's the only saving grace in my life is that my dad was there. He was there. Uh, As wacky as my childhood was, he was always there. And he lived maybe 10 minutes away at the most when my parents divorced. Um, Would I have preferred that he stuck around and helped mitigate the horrors of uh, my mom's insanity? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it didn't fucking happen that way. There you go. So... That is my advice. Now, reactionary life. Interesting topic as, as a philosophical topic. Uh, no. No. I mean, look, that's what this whole purpose of the show is, I think, is to... I, what it's turned into is is helping people in their early 20s kind of go, This is, is this what I want? I don't know what I want. Who am I? Ask all this stuff. Ask it while you're young. Ask it ideally before you get someone pregnant. <laughs> And I know shit, life happens. Ideally, you want to ask these big questions so that you kind of make the mistakes in your life when, when there's more room to make mistakes is what I'm saying. Okay, but you're in it. Let's say you're in it. You're in this relationship. You're in this marriage. You're in the wife and the kids. And, and you wonder, is that all there is? I shoulda, coulda, woulda. I'm, I needed to be an artist. I needed to be this and that. Well, here's the thing. I think that there's a misconception about, uh, well, about freedom and about duty and obligation. I don't know why they're mutually exclusive, uh, having some freedom while being in, uh, in a duty filled life, you know, um, I think there's a, there's obviously some kind of middle ground, you know? Um, and there's also something really beautiful about obligation. And I don't think I realized that until I was, well, you know, a year ago, I would say, or maybe, no, since I got married, truthfully, um, how much I enjoy, uh, responsibility and obligation and duty and how a lot of adult life fucking sucks. A lot of it is, I don't want to do this today. I don't want to go there. I don't want to do this. I don't like it. <laughs> but there's also a profound, um, I wouldn't say, sometimes there's a lot of happiness. And then sometimes you're like, what did I do with my life? Wait, I hate this person. I hate this life. <laughs> and that usually passes. 
But, um, you know, as I'm up at 7 a.m. and as I go get my baby from his crib and I see that face smiling and I know that I would never under any circumstances before I had a child wake up this early voluntarily. And I wake him up, we have a bottle, I change him, we go downstairs, I feed the dogs, they can take a shit, come back in, play with the kid, cook the breakfast, say hello to the husband. As I do all these things every fucking day. <laughs> there's a there's a Zen enjoyment. What's that Buddhist thing? Carry the water, fucking put the water in your anus and enema yourself. You're gonna carry the water, man, either way in life. So in part, emailer, you're right. Some of this shit is just carrying the water. Because here's, here's the big secret, and I, I think I've learned this over life. No matter what you're doing, let's say you, and this is barring gayness, by the way. I think being gay is a huge thing that outside of, let's, let's, let's table that to this discussion. Uh, but in your life, some of you have written to before, should I be going out and partying and wild and sexing and this? No. <laughs> If you're already in a marriage, you're in your 20s, you're already married, you already got the kid, you already got... No. Here's why. You're going to bring you to whatever experience you have. And if there's most of the time that acting out, that sexual acting out, drinking, partying, shit, you're just trying to fill a void that needs to be addressed with therapy, not boozing and... Um, and being crazy that that's all that stuff is being young and silly yes uh and most of it is filling the void of being afraid of having to grow up because growing up is terrifying and then you have to do it yourself there's no there's no manual there's nobody to help you with all this shit (laughs) but you're gonna bring that same dissatisfaction to everything you do that's the secret and that's what i've learned is that your frame of mind, your level of joy, your level of contentment, you're going to bring to any situation you're in. Any situation. It's your mind. That's the crazy part. It's your mind that rules everything. And I've seen it time and time again. The couple that's been married for a million years, one of them steps out, thinks they need an affair to feel alive again. I need an affair. Ah, the marriage isn't. The marriage is broken. I need an affair. And sure enough, what happens, they leave the partner, they leave the husband, they leave the wife, and they have a new shiny girlfriend, boyfriend. This is going to be different. This is so much better. I'm so much happier. This, this person, no, no, this person gets me. This is the one. This is the one I should have been with. Surely, surely, this, this is going to be much better. And if that person hasn't done any of the work, to fix the damage that led them to pick the person again. They end up having the same problems over and over and over. And sure enough, the perfect someone, what's weird, what starts happening is you have the same problems (laughs) with that person that you had with the other person because you're carrying your mind. It's the same you're seeing them through the same lenses. You're carrying the same bag of bullshit with you into the next thing. So it, isn't, it doesn't kind of matter what you're doing. It's the energy you're doing it with, which is the weird part. Because I've done it all. I've fucking worked at 
you know, I've worked uh, at Starbucks. I've I've uh, I've worked at the Girl Scouts. <laughs> I've been a paralegal. I've worked in bookstores. I've been a waitress many many times. I've worked in bars. I've I've been a stand up comedian for many years now. I've been a writer. I've been a you name it. I've done it, man. I've done it. And every single one, it didn't matter what I was doing. The, 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 the great irony is that it never mattered what I was doing. It was how my mind was perceiving it, how, what energy I was taking to it. Now, that being said, there are some environments that are just horrible um, and are abusive and I needed to leave. I needed to quit for whatever reason. Some crazy guy was the fucking owner of the company or I was being harassed, this and that. But, uh, and for 22 jobs, I convinced myself, this is interesting that I bring that up earlier, 22 jobs. I was like, no, this doesn't fit. Next one. No, this isn't fit. Next one. No, no. And I couldn't, and I mean, a lot of that was leading me to being a stand-up comedian. But I, once I did commit to stand-up, I had to change how I did things because I was kind of putting that wishy-washy energy to things. The same energy that led me to quit. <laughs> 22 jobs or get fired from or accidentally get fired from <laughs> 22 jobs um, because I was always approaching it with the same lens is what I'm trying to say yeah yeah it doesn't matter what you're doing it is how you do it and, and, and it is important to have obligation and duty and as an adult now I see that there's nothing wrong with I used to be terrified. By the way, I've never, I've not always felt this way. I was terrified about getting married for many years. I put it off as long as possible. I put off having a child for as long as possible because I was afraid of these, of, of getting trapped. Ah, what if I get married? I don't like it and I can't get out. And I, what if I change? What if I become enmeshed? And what if I can't be me? I can't be free. Well, I mean, look, unless you're marrying like the Saudi prince and you're tethered to the palace, I don't know. I mean, shouldn't you still have some freedom? You can't say to your partner, look, man, I, I got to go paint. I got to go write. I got to go play music. I got to go garden. I got to go sew. I got to go tap dance. I got to go jazzercise. Whatever it is that you need to do to feel whole, you know, that's on you to maintain your sense of personhood and your happiness. It's up to you. It's not really the situation. I mean, unless you're in a prison, literally in a prison, uh, I've been happy. I've had fun, you know, in war zones in Afghanistan, entertaining troops, being in 120 degree weather in the desert in fucking war zones. I've laughed my tits off. And and that's because, you know, you, you bring it with you. You bring the energy with you to what you're doing there. Does that make sense? But I hate reactionary life. And I, and I understand what you're saying, bro. And, um, Dear God, that's why I, I think that ended up being the purpose of That's Deep Bro was to to help younger people because I feel like uh, I feel like I, I wish I'd had someone tell me these things of like, listen, there's no uh, there's no trophy at the end of this life. Like it's really what you've done. It's really what you've decided to do and, and make it meaningful. Make it good. Don't just don't just fucking get sucked into this corporate uh, consumer society. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's just not worth it. Life is so short, man. 
don't just go to college because you think you should. Don't don't just pick the man you think you should, should, should. I get it. I get it, emailer. I know. But once you're in it, what do you do? Well, there's tweaks. It's not, it's not always about the other person you're married to. It's not always about uh, the kid you had, the two, three kids you had. It's not always. There's, there's a life in addition to what exists. I don't think blowing up the building is the smartest. I blew up the building too many times as a younger person to learn that there's always a middle way. There's always a middle ground between blowing it up and keeping it as is and staying miserable. There's, there is a middle. You just have to find it. And I know when you're in it, it feels insurmountable. It feels like there's no way I can get to that middle. There's no way, but there is. And it feels hopeless and it's scary. And it's scary because it's your life and you think nobody else has ever experienced this in the history of human life. But they have. That's the crazy thing everybody has. Just nobody fucking talks about it. Which makes me crazy. Which makes me fucking crazy. Anyways, that being said, I uh, this episode came out late this week for many reasons. Child's care, I got busy with some other projects with your mom's house. And I wanted to let you guys know, I've done this show now. How many? I don't even know what episode we're on. Let's see. Libsyn. That's Steve Bro. That's where you can find all the back episodes, by the way. Big secret. Uh, it's public. I'm on episode 75. Uh, this will be episode 76. So I've been going now for over a year. And uh, I feel like I've done good work here. And I feel like I've really uh, connected with a lot of you and, and you've touched my life. I've touched your lives. We've touched each other. <laughs> we've rubbed each other in the night. And I think I need a little hiatus from that deep, bro. Yes. I'm not saying I'm stopping. I'm stopping for now. I think creatively... I think creatively I may have I may have done what I came to do. And um I don't know. I've had such a blast. Let me see when I started this show. I started in 2014. Wow. Wow. Okay, so December of 2014. No, September of 2014. Okay, anyway, September of 2014. Pretty cool. And we've done so many topics. Um but uh, yeah, honestly, I I'm at a bit of a crossroads with the show and and uh I think we've had a great time, and I just, I'm just i going to take a step back, guys. I don't know for how long. I don't know for how long. <laughs> um, might, who knows? I might come back next week and be like, ah, I'm in love with that Zipro. I, I need to share this with the world. I'm, I don't know. Uh, but for now, it feels like I need to take a little breaky break and focus my energy on your mom's house and on the kid lit and on uh, touring and stand-up. And let's see. I don't know. I may come back to this. I may go into a different uh, project, um, but we'll see. And that's the beauty of life, right? You change, you grow, it morphs into something maybe even better. I don't know. I can't say, but I've appreciated everybody that has ever, ever, ever emailed me. Um, and we've covered so much stuff and I'm really, really proud of everything we've done here. It's been fucking great and really, uh, cathartic for me to share the last what year and a half of my life we've been through a lot together um but yeah i got pregnant had a baby my mother died in the same year that i had a baby <laughs> it was so crazy it was uh it was very wild 
It's a wild, wild year. And in, and in, I'm so glad that I have this as kind of a, a record of that time in my life. Pro- this is, it, it's kind of weird that I started this podcast at the craziest time of my life. I think right when I was having like nervous breakdowns on the road and then all the stuff happened. Uh, so this was kind of, it ended up being kind of a diary of a comedian's life for the last year and a half of, of turmoil and of, 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 uh, transcendence, I think too, because I, you know, I honestly, bros, I think, I'm uh, I think I'm okay now. And I think I needed to do this show at some point cause I wasn't okay. And I feel okay. Does that make sense? I feel okay. And I feel like I have to let it go so that I can do something new. Um, yeah. So listen, I'm not going to, I'm not taking anything down. Um, I'm going to keep this up. Uh, you can find all the back episodes on that's deep bro dot Lipson, L I B S Y N dot com for now. They're up They're you know, free for anybody to listen to all the back episodes. Um, and like I said, I don't know, dude, next week I could be like, I've got to get back to that seat, bro. But for now I'm feeling I mean, a little, hmm, I don't know. So there you go. Um, I appreciate everybody who's ever listened to the show, who's ever, ever emailed me. Uh, I appreciate all of you who've ever come up to me at a show and been like, I listened to that Steve bro. It's helped me fucking. That's all I ever wanted from the show was to hopefully touch people's lives. And I think that I've done that. And, um, and there you go. I'll continue to be in your life, but probably just with your mom's house. (laughs) We talk about farting, (laughs) the important topics, farting, shitting, homeless people, screaming, um, and wiping because those are priorities too. Those are priorities too. Okay. Um, so there you go, guys. It's been, it's been deep. It's always been deep. And this, like I said, maybe not goodbye, maybe just a hiatus. (laughs) If I can find out, man. But you know what? Isn't that interesting? That's the nature of life. You got to let go of one thing for another thing to come into existence. So until next time, because there might be, I don't fucking know. Uh, that's been super deep bros. And uh, to, you know, to do it in, in true Louise Hay fashion, I love you. She has to say that at the end of your meditation with her. <laughs> so crazy. Just tell people you love them. It makes no sense. But I do. I have love. I have, I have love inside of my heart for everybody who's ever been a part of this show. Uh, it, was very, it was a very intimate show. This is a very intimate show. And I think I started this off, uh, you know, hey, I want to talk about philosophy. And then it kind of morphed into more about uh, the crazy emotional journey of the last year and a half of my life. And uh, that was good. That's where it needed to go. That's where I needed to go. But, um, yeah. All right. That's been Deep Bro, guys. And I hope to see you at a live show. Please come check me out if you live in Seattle, if you live in Portland, Dallas, or Houston. Also, I'm doing a couple of local dates, June 19th at Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank, and then June 22nd at the Improv in Hollywood. Most Saturdays, I am at the Comedy Store in Hollywood at the 715, 7.30 show in the original room. Come check me out there. Uh, I, I, I kind of get deep, but I, I just, I tell more jokes. <laughs> I tell more jokes. Um, there you go. All right, guys. Until next time, that's been deep, bro. Now what?
I don't know. Philosophize with Philosophize with Christina P, a.k.a. Miss Jeans This ain't your mom's house It's a different theme Gotta be critically thinking Like you caught up at a cocktail party Our thoughts start to sink in John Locke, or was it Socrates? Aristotle or Plato, maybe Hippocrates Got us talking all properly, topically Just a comedian discussing these philosophies Serious questions, silly people What's that? That's deep, bro it is the ultimate metaphor for life, and you know what that is? What? That's deep, bro. That's deep, bro. That's deep, bro.